Final word daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. The conclusion, only three and a half days for New Zealand to dispatch England, the win by eight wickets. Jeff, very brief day to summarise in 30 seconds. You might be able to commentate every ball in that space of time. Go at it. <laughs> well, I'm so confident about the 30 seconds that I'm going to waste at least the first 10 <laughs> seconds saying how confident I am about it. I'm going to say, it seems like a really nice day over there, Adam. You seem to be having a really good time. Uh, England's innings finished with the first ball of the day. <laughs> that left New Zealand 38 to chase, and they did so easily. They lost a couple of wickets on the way, but Tom Latham was 23 not out. The end. Well done. Nicely played. <laughs> Appropriately that Tom Latham would be there at 23 not out. A lovely boundary uh, behind point from the bowling of Mark Wood. Picked up his 4,000th test run along the way. But Jeff, what stood out to me wasn't really that. It was the trophy presentation. Very mm-hmm. subtle. Very modest. Yep. Latham held the trophy up. There was no champagne or any of that. Whilst this means a fair bit to them, and we'll come to why in a moment, it's all about the World Test Championship final. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a stepping, this is but a stepping stone. Yeah, it was yep. comprehensive. It was confident. It was competent uh, the whole way through. Uh, they're a side that's been well drilled, as we talked about yesterday on the Daily Show. But they know that this is not the bill, and that's not why they're here. Notwithstanding mm-hmm. what uh, Tom Latham said before the game around um, this series in isolation, they're here to beat India next week. And boy, I mean both teams, luxury of riches in terms of who they have to select from. New Zealand made six changes here and still did it with a leg in the air. Um, they get to bring back Jameson and Southey, maybe de Grandholm, of course Kane Williamson, BJ Watling, uh, Mitchell Santner there and thereabouts possibly as well. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, uh, is going to be one hell of a game next week at the Rose Bowl. The WTC, it sounds like a wrestling title um, and, and maybe it will be. <laughs> who, knows? <laughs> who knows how willing it will get but it we're excited about it. This was yeah. one of the things when the World Test Championship was mooted. It was, will it give extra context and extra meaning to Test cricket? Uh, well, it, it's added all of this context and meaning to this series because of the way that we've seen New Zealand tuning up to take a shot at India. At the same time, we've got India tuning up their intra-club games. Rishabh Pant smashed 100 against uh, the best bowlers that India have got in, in their own sort of practice match. And so... Those two teams, It's when you look at the bowling options for those two teams, that's the most exciting bit. The, both of them have about seven bowlers who could be demanding a spot and they won't be able to fit them all in. Uh, India will be looking at do they play both of their spinning all-rounders and three seamers or do they go with a four-pronged pace attack plus one of Ashwin or Jadeja. Um, because they've got the luxury of batting Rishabh Pant at six, they've got mm. that option with their all-rounders to, to get five proper bowlers in. New Zealand might do the same thing. They'll have Watling at six. They've been playing the all-rounder in De Grandhomme or Daryl Mitchell at seven, but maybe they'll do away with that. Maybe they'll go with Jameson at seven and then they can have the full complement of Bolt, Southey, Wagner, plus the spinner. You'd have to think that Ajaz Patel would have got himself that spot now. His bowling looked a lot more threatening than anything Mitchell Santner has sent down in the last couple of years. Yeah, so there's two parts to this, right? So we know that Southampton seems. It's a it's more a seeming venue than there's a spinning venue. However, it's probably going to be a test match played over six days. It's going to rain. Uh, mm-hmm. According to the forecast, there'll be enough time lost to move it into a six day. So you can't go in without a spinner. So the way that England played it this week, for example, that won't fly. So Ajaz Patel or Sutton, will play. I suspect it'll be the former on the basis of how well he bowled here in both innings. Four wickets for a finger spinner. I mean, Sutton doesn't have a great record when it comes to taking wickets. 
I know that sounds slightly strange about a guy who's been in the, the team for a long time as an all-rounder, but he's more a holding option. Uh, Patel's more, more an aggressive mm-hmm. option, and they're going to need to t- take 20 wickets. Simple as that. I don't think the draw it will be in their mainframe at all. So, yes, I think he'll play, and yes, I think that Jamison, Southie, Bolt and Wagner will be their first-choice attack. But, I mean, Matt Henry's man of the match here, player of the match. Mm-hmm. He took six wickets. He was instrumental in, in making the incision in the middle session on day one. Lovely bit of bowling to Dom Sibley and Joe Root. Then yesterday he blew England away. Both openers gone before T and then straight after it was Zach Crawley with one that came back towards the right-hander. So the fact that he is probably not in the top team to play despite being player of the match. It's a strange situation for them to be in but illustrates just how, how much depth they've got. As for India, I mean... I can't believe I'm saying this, but is it possible Ravinda Jadeja won't play again? I mean, this feels mm. thoroughly out of step with uh, the fact that he might be the most capable cricketer on the planet on his day uh, in terms of the all-round package that he offers India and how successful they are with him and his record with the bat and ball in the last couple of years. I, I can't fathom how this could happen, but... There's reports from India today that they're going to play four quicks. So if they're playing four quicks, by definition, there's only room for one spinner, which mm-hmm. will mean that Ravishandran Ashwin would play, almost certainly, and Jadeja wouldn't. So, yeah, I suppose the real selection decision will be, will it be Siraj for the final uh, final bowling spot, or will it be Jadeja as the all-rounder? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, great problems to have for both teams, right? This is why they're the top two teams in the world. This is why they're playing in the World Test Championship final. This is exactly what we wanted two years ago, Jeff. We wanted this game to matter. We wanted the best teams to be playing against each other in the decider and we wanted them to have extraordinary depth and uh, that gives it the best chance of being a thriller next week, which this game never lived up to those expectations because the gap between the Black Caps and England is way too vast. It was an extraordinary uh, part of the last few days and, and the last test as well that the number of times that England pointed to the fact that this was an inexperienced team and they'd had to make changes as the excuse for them playing badly New Zealand had six changes and smashed them (laughs) New Zealand had their, their series was underpinned by two batsmen who were each playing in their second test match. So Conway and Will Young were the two who, who took this match away. Conway was the one who took the first match away on debut, and had they not lost a day to rain, then New Zealand would probably have won that one comfortably as well. Sure. It, it is extraordinary that players with... You know, they're, they're older players, they've got plenty of domestic experience, but England have plenty of players like that as well. It, it hasn't helped them in terms of making the step up at international level, uh, and yet New Zealand's players have been able to do just that. Yeah, and Will Young's the other. I mean, Matt Henry was player of the match here. Will Young, I mean, he might have been sort of the third player of the match if you're saying Conway, mm. how important he was. But nevertheless, he was instrumental in, in New Zealand banking an 85-run first innings lead. And he won't play next week because Kane Williamson comes back in. Uh, Tom Blundell, an important contribution yesterday with the bat kept so well, he won't play next week. So again, it, it, it reinforces this point that uh, New mm. Zealand aren't just sort of a, a, a group of 11 or 12 players who have been consistently doing it. It's broader than that. It's a better story story than that Uh, and and that's why they're such an impressive team to follow and why this was such a comprehensive and fine victory I wonder if anybody's thought of making the case that uh, that cricket should go full NFL like have an offense team and a defense team you know (laughs) have have 11 players who are bowlers and or fielders um, and then a team of 11 who just bat you know maybe maybe we can pitch this to some sort of great (laughs) crazy billionaire uh, and 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 get a whole bunch of venture capital funding which will inevitably spend and the whole thing will crash and fail but it could be fun while it lasts.
Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen zanier ideas. Remember what happened in the Caribbean back in <laughs> however long ago it was now with the, uh, mm. with, the, with, the, with, the, with the 20 million pound games and, and all the rest of it. I should say, Jeff, and this might be a Hall of Fame entry later, maybe it won't, I can hear Mr. Brightside being played at full volume mm-hmm. behind the Holy Stance so over my right shoulder. They're going absolutely wild back there um, because they're going to play England-Croatia on the big screen in about 20 mm-hmm. minutes. So I assume that means with the big screen on that side of the ground that most people are going to watch underneath the blue is there, but still, despite the fact they only saw about an hour or so of cricket, they're in a way getting their, their money's worth after so long in <laughs> lockdown and isolation. They get to watch a, a Euros game, a, a big football game uh, in a very famous stadium here in Birmingham. So an unusual way to spend the afternoon in some respects, but I'll tell you what, once I've hit stop on this and I've put all my gear away from the radio broadcast, I might go and join them at the back for a couple of beers. Well, the football game will go for longer than the cricket that they saw this morning. <laughs> um, one of those weird sort of formalities of of a last day that was actually day four. You said three and a half days. That was generous. We yes. were done well before the scheduled lunch break. Yeah, um, that's right. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, the way that it played out. I mean, even, yeah, England take a couple of wickets. But when we all get here this morning, I, I thought to myself, how many balls would have Ollie Stone and James Anderson face in the nets to prepare themselves for their final mm-hmm. wicket stand? Probably better for an hour to get ready or something like that. For Anderson not even to get to face a ball. I mean, gosh, a pretty sorry state of affairs. Maybe we should yep. think more about that in the context of the Hall of Fame and the player of the day. And we'll come back to that after learning a bit more about our friends at Woodstock Cricket and the beautiful, beautiful bats they make and sell up there at Nottingham. Woodstock Cricket, home of the finest handmade cricket bats and soft goods. Visit either our showroom or workshop and experience the magic for yourselves. For bookings, contact info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Final word daily, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon at the end of the England-New Zealand series. I'm here at Edgbaston where England got demolished. Uh, Jeff, player of the day. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm going with Tom Latham on the basis that 57th Test match, he's made, I think, a dozen or so Test centuries. Very consistent. And he can add a a series-winning captain in England to his list of achievements on his CV. Uh, Jeremy Coney in 1986, our friend and colleague. Stephen Fleming in 1999. Well, 22 years later. Yeah, it was Williamson in the first Test, but here, Latham them. He did a fine job yesterday marshalling the troops. It was ever so appropriate for mine that he scored that winning boundary behind point uh, and was able to walk off with red ink next to his name. A great moment for him personally, so he's my player of the day. And and it, it also seems fitting that he just guided that ball away down to deep third and nobody bothered chasing it. There was no, no. <laughs> you know, the England players weren't interested in, in trying to stop him from scoring a boundary and, you know, keep them to three runs fewer than they might make. No, no, no. It was it was all over by that point. So also given the fact that basically no one else did anything on this day, it kind of has to be Tom Latham <laughs> because he scored 23 runs, um, which is a lot more than, than most people. But he, Trent Bolt did bowl a beautiful delivery first up. Scrambled seam. The left armour scrambled seam that decked away from Ollie Stone. And there wasn't much he could do. He was trying to defend off the back foot and it, it just decked away from him and took that edge. And uh, and then we saw a, a, a very nice spell of bowling, bowling from Stuart Broad as well to start off. James Anderson was all over the shop though. His first over was about two, two metres outside the off stump for the whole time. Then he was bowling no balls, he bowled wides, he was uh, bowling the ones on the hip that went away for four leg buys. So there was something like eight different extras out of the 38 that New Zealand had to chase. It was a, a fairly ropey display all up. Not that yeah. uh, not that they were left with much to work with, but the way that Broad bowled, you thought, well, Jesus, if England had had 150 to defend, it might have been a handful. 
Yeah, maybe so. It was certainly the case here a couple of years ago against India when they had about 170 to play with and, and won by about 30 runs. Yeah, maybe that's right about Jimmy. I mean, I think by that point, he was just devastated. Uh, you could see it. I had the binoculars on him when he walked across the ground um, mm. before the presentation. He and Stuart were walking towards us and they, they were gutted. Um, it's a milestone game. It's an important game for Anderson mm. and it'll be one that he doesn't look back on fondly. Yeah, one wicket bowled well. It doesn't reflect how well he bowled, the fact that he only took one wicket in that first innings. But the fact that they've been trounced in three and a bit days, lost a series at home for the first time since 2014, mm. the first time under Joe Root. Uh, for a lot of reasons, this will be a sad day in his career rather than a celebration that it could have been uh, had, their, had their batting unit uh, been up to the task and, and by some measure they weren't. Yeah, and, and just extraordinary how quickly a test match can fall away because they were, you know, they were competing on the first innings at least. The deficit of 85 was... 85's pretty big at Edgebaston. It, it was something that would have taken a lot to overcome. But yeah. they weren't out of the game at that stage. And, and to, to fall out of the game within about an hour of play was a, a pretty extraordinary fall from grace. So uh, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of... Angry supporters, there'll be a lot of stuff flying around. I've already seen some of it, and so have you, about who should be sacked. And everybody, sack them all. Sack the whole lot. Nobody who's ever played cricket before should be allowed to play cricket again. Just start with completely new people. Yes, yes there's um, a, uh, there, there, it's, it's a new spin on cancel culture that uh, Dom mm. Sibley might not be permitted to play cricket anymore, full stop. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be in the, in the minds of some. Hey, Jeff, I'm it's actually tr- getting... It's, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this after the May that we had, but I think I'm getting sunburned. So let's do the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let's okay. do the Hall of Fame very quickly. It's almost mm-hmm. got to be the first ball, although I reckon that we might see some Hall of Fame contenders out there later today. But for the time being, uh, I think that it's got to be uh, that delivery from Trent Bolt and Ollie Stone out first ball. I can't think of anything else that necessarily uh, fits the bill, Jeff. What about you? No, I, I think I think that's it because of because of the moment that it was. You think, all right, well, let's see. Let's see if they can put on another 10 or 20 or whatever it is. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm doing the over-by-over <laughs> thing on the, on the Guardian. All right, I'm set. Here we go. And he's out. <laughs> oh, we, we did the same thing on, on our side of the on our side of the ledger. We had um, Jeremy Coney coming in to do the first ball, and he hadn't yet made it into his chair yet. As Norcross <laughs> called the wicket. I mean, yeah, it was that. It was calamitous. It was a, it was a full stop on a, a shambolic innings within England all out for 122. So that's the Hall of Fame, the first ball dismissal, and that is it for the final word daily from this series. We will be back very soon. I'm doing the mm. women's test at Bristol. Uh, Jeff, you and I are both working on the men's test in different ways for the Guardian as well. So me later in it, later later in the in the the, uh, in the World Test Championship final, you earlier in it. So what we'll do is we'll make the daily where we'll do two mm-hmm. test matches at once. It'll be fun. Yeah. That'll start on Wednesday, I think, from memory. Two Wednesday, for the Thursday, price Friday, of one. Saturday. If, so if we'll, you're we'll watching this, <laughs> you get two for the price of one, and that price is free. What a bargain! It is. Couldn't. It is. Unless you support us on Patreon, which would be lovely, and that's not a cost. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's a contribution that you're making mm. uh, through the goodness of your heart. If you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the final word. And yes, there might be somewhere in the order of nine or ten days of final word daily in a row coming up because it will be a six-day <laughs> test match probably down in Southampton. Between times, the daily show, well, it stops for a few days. The weekly show's back on Tuesday, Wednesday and story time on the weekend. I hope you've enjoyed what we've done here over the last four days. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon signing off from Birmingham, New Zealand. Outstanding winners by eight wickets. Later.